0: Hey guys, welcome to the Lane's Podcast. So on today's episode, we'll be doing a wrap-up with the finals, the draft, and free agency. So without further ado, let's get into it. Hey guys, welcome back to the Lane's Podcast. So without further ado, we're just going to get into bit of housekeeping so we haven't been in to do a couple of podcasts in the meantime so we're just going to do a big special today it's just going to be on our free agency draft and also the finals review but before we get into that lucky mate how it been it's good, good to on. be back yeah mate it's good to be back i mean we're back at a different different location for today but yeah it's good to be back we're trying to we're trying to do a free agent i mean not a free agency we're trying to do a finals one a couple of weeks ago but we just couldn't find a place or time to do it so what we're gonna do is gonna do a big special, but yeah, no, it's good to be back, isn't it?
1: No, definitely, it's good. Finally, get some stuff out.
0: Yeah, no, look, I, I mean, this one it's gonna be a pretty big one, but you know, we're we're ready to get into it, so let's go. Uh, we'll talk about the finals first. We'll do the finals, then we'll do the draft, and then free agency because that's kind of the way it kind of went. We'll do a couple of trade to talk between that two, but the finals. Uh, your opinion on the finals before? I'll
1: oh, I thought to... I thought the Heat did a. They... Did an excellent job. Um, I think they did a good job of um, exceeding expectations and winning two games in the series. And they definitely showed their grit. And we thought the first game when the Lakers came out and, and won, we thought oh, it could get ugly. Yeah. But they responded well and, and made it a, a, at least a, somewhat of a competitive series. And it was, it was good. I think we saw what we expected. We expected the Lakers to win. We just didn't know how many games it was going to go to. It was definitely the Lakers' experience that got them over the line. Um, the play of Rondo in the series and crucial, play, uh, crucial pieces like Markeith Morris, who played a, a big time role yeah, he, as well. He played
0: very good in that whole series.
1: So, but yeah, it was definitely the uh, the veteran experience that they were missing. The Heat uh, that, that really cost them probably uh, later in that series.
0: Yeah, I think I think for the Heat, it was tough because they weren't expected to be there when the bubble came. But the bubble really suited the way they play. The previous podcast you guys have listened to we do like the Heat a lot but for me i just found that the the heat kind of ran out of gas at the wrong time and it, it kind of showed in game game six where you saw not game six sorry game five at the end of the game game five look jimmy was on like the barricade he was just like basically passed out he was so tired from playing like he played like 46 or the, or the whole game like i think they just ran out of gas like for me they're the only team that pushed the Lakers to six games in the whole in the whole bubble. So for me they were their best competition by a mile. If they have a couple of bounces go their way, they could have got game two no, they could have got game three, sorry. You know, so it's 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 a series, you know, where certain things go their way, they could win, but I just thought the Lakers were pretty clinical and when they won. I think the biggest factor for them was having Rondo because he said in he said in the interview after the finals, he's like, the reason I came here to LA is because I knew that no team ever could beat LeBron and I in four games out of seven. And I thought that, that kind of, like, that kind of spoke volumes because they're probably, at the time, two out of the five smartest players in the league. What would you think you reckon? Like, I don't know who else I can think that's smarter than those two. I'd say CP3's up there, but... No, I agree. Um, I'd say, like, their IQ's pretty good. Like, I almost... mean, when you got
1: someone like Rondo on your team, it just helps. I mean, like... He got him in the locker room and he was breaking down tape of how to, you know, how to really beat the Heat because, you know, they, the Heat came out won two games and the Lakers knew that they were better and they, they should have won at least one of those games and, and made it a, a, a little bit of a less competitive series. But yeah, Rondo's definitely, I can see him being a head coach one day in the league you for can sure. See him,
0: definitely see him doing some sort of coaching, maybe it depends if he doesn't want to do head coach. I think he'd be a specialist and an assistant, like depending on what he wants to do, defense or offense or just maybe just a video coordinator like he just break game down because he's probably the smartest player doing that and just the way he speaks about the game you can tell that it's a it's a very established mind and he can read not just the, the main player but he can read off the ball which I think is the hardest part to read on or to watch on tape but you know at the end of the day I just thought the heat ran out of gas I think they did a valiant effort I think them not having grown Dragic though was a bit of a it was a bit of a sour, sour note for them because you know, Drajic probably was playing as their second best main scoring. Like, when I say scoring, Bam had some good good um, stat numbers. And he was
1: probably arguably playing one of the best seasons of his career.
0: Yeah, but like, and yeah, exactly right. But in saying that, like, he can just go get you a bucket because he's a pretty hard player to guard still, even though he's getting, you know, a bit older in his age. But I thought not having Drajic was tough. And Bam got injured a couple, he, he missed one or two games, so. They're not having their full strength teams. It was a bit tough, but I still think that they, you know, have. I think they can still hold their heads high, and I think that they'll be back next season. I don't know if they'll be in the finals, but I don't know if they'll be back there in the pointy end of the season. But I thought that was, you know, a valiant effort for the Heat. But where where do you think this is going to rank LeBron in his out of championships? So we'll go from one to four. What do you reckon his best championship was? His one.
1: Uh, I think uh, Cleveland's definitely going to be up there, Yeah, uh, I think just because based on the fact that Cleveland hadn't won a championship in like 40 years, I think it was, and it meant, it meant a little bit more to him coming back home to where he got drafted and winning a championship there, and especially against the Warriors, and the way, that, in the fashion they did it down 3-1, I think that definitely is going to rank at least number one for me. I think it'll rank number one for a couple people as well.
0: Yeah, what's number two?
1: I don't. I, I think the the Heat's got to be up there, but I think the Lakers are up there too. I think, I think there's something special about the bubble. Yeah, I think
0: uh, it was the hardest championship you've won. I think. I mean, the, the second. Sorry.
1: That I think the something special about the bubble. You know, leaving your family behind and you know isolating in this little uh, hotel quarantine kind of style. And the the NBA did an excellent job, but yeah, they didn't have any uh, family there until the finals. And no, second round of playoffs. Uh, second round of the playoffs and. Yeah, so like that's a big difference, but oh yeah, but still, yeah, they just didn't have any family there, and he had the, but he's living on his own with his teammates. Yeah, I don't
0: think LeBron had any of his family come.
1: No, he probably didn't, and yeah, it was just I think yeah, they, talk about toughness and the way you know how to win a championship is definitely definitely going to be up there.
0: Yeah, I think I think his second one. I think his his first heat one was probably his third because he had to win that. You know, if he didn't win that that season, everyone would say oh. This big three is a whitewash. It's not that good. He did the wrong decision. He should have stayed in Cleveland, this, that, and the third. But I still think that his third one's a pretty big one because it's obviously his first chip. You know, he had to go... He had to fail again. You know, he had to lose to the Mavericks to realise that, you know, you don't just rock up to the finals and win. So he he came back a different player that season. He got MVP again. So obviously it was his third and then his second one with the Heat was probably his fourth. But I do think that... If he gets the six, he could have the he could have a discussion. He's already got the discussion right now of MJ, but do you think it'd be if he got six, so say he wins two more. I don't know if he three peats this, that I don't know, I'm not too sure. But do you think if he gets to three I mean gets six, do you reckon he'll be the go the best of all time? Or do you reckon he'll just be Or or you reckon MJ's just always gonna be the best? Uh, well I
1: reckon if if he gets six the conversation's gonna become more relevant. And they're going to have more of a discussion because they're already talking about it now. And they always do. Every time they get to the finals, someone, some media guy steps up in the interview room and, and asks that question about that debate. But, you know, I think if he wins one more... Oh, sorry, two more chips, then, yeah, the conversation becomes a little bit more relevant. But, again, I think you put it in perspective, there's two different areas and we've got two of the greatest players that ever play the game.
0: Yeah, that's what I think. I think it's the hard part for him is when it's going to come to you know, he said, no, okay, I've won six rings. And then MJ's like, yeah, I've won six rings, but I've only been to the finals six times. So every time he's been there, he's won, which is kind of, un- I don't think there's anyone in the league ever that's been to the finals more than once as has won every single time. I don't, I'm honestly not too sure. Apart from his teammates, of course, but like a player of that stature, you know, I don't think there's been anyone really. I mean, Scottie Pippen was there, but I'm not too sure about anyone else off the top of my head. But, you know that's where I think I think LBJ is always going to be over one or one A one B something like that. I mean, you really can't split hairs with him. I'd take any of the players to be honest. But where does this? Where do you think this is going to put AD? Do you think now that he's got one, do you think there's going to be pressure off him and you reckon he'll become a better player? Or do you think he'll just? What do you think this is the best AD we're going to see?
1: No, I think there's, there's still room for him to improve. I think we saw that in there. You know, if we can, um, he's a mid-range game. If he can master that, he's going to be unstoppable. And if he can get a bit more consistent from the three, then yeah, watch out. But yeah, I think there's only upwards of um for the for him. I think he's still got he's what he's twenty eight.
0: Yeah, he's not that young. He's still he's still getting the prime of his career. Really. So
1: yeah, he's I don't, I don't think we've seen the prime. I think what will happen this year is I uh, I think we'll see AD take a big step up in the regular season. Yeah. I think the will take a step back, and I think even in the in the playoffs, we'll see a big step up from AD again. Don't get me wrong, AD had a great um run in the the playoffs this year, but I think overall, I think we might see AD actually become a leader and actually um be in the MVP race this yeah, year.
0: Yeah, I'd love to see him try to get MVP, and even even still, the on his team, I'd still want to try to say, look, LeBron, you've made, you've got your MVPs, or. One of us is going to win it on this team because we're the best team in the. We they'll probably be the best team in regular season still. You know, one of us go out and try to win it. I'd like to see that happen, but I think his his improvement can be if that. I reckon his best position he plays is the five. I like him at the five, man. I think he he's too quick for the for the centers and stays breed, and he can just post them up because he's still pretty big and strong. You know, he's filled out his body now. I'd love to see him play more five. I don't think that will happen now because of the additions they've got, but we'll get more into that. Whew. Excuse me, but yeah, no, I think I think his his ability to, as you say, if he gets that mid range, not it's not it's not it's not the face up mid range we're talking about. It's not talking about the back to the basket, you know, throwing the post throwing the ball into like the elbow and just seeing him go to work. I think if he masters that, he's going to be one of the hardest players to guard ever. I think. But do you think when it's all said and done, you think he could be the best power forward of all time?
1: If he wins, it, oh, it, there's definitely potential for it. I think he, just based on his his stature and the stats as he's averaging at the moment, I think it could be... Yeah, it definitely... It's, he's on the right path.
0: Yeah, I think he's definitely on the right path. I definitely think he's definitely on the right path. I think... For me, I think for us both, I think the best power forward ever is Tim Duncan. I think he's the best... Like, he's the best I've ever seen. You know, I haven't been able to seen heaps of old school basketball, but he was... He was, a, he was a freak because he never really made a mistake. I just love that. He was so he was so calm, cool, collected in any any game, any sense, any time of a game, any type of game. So if you are talking about the finals, playoffs, regular season, preseason, he just never made a mistake. So I really like him as a power forward. AD is a bit more athletic than him. But in saying that, I still think Tim Duncan right now. But he definitely can be. He definitely can be the best power forward. But before we get into the draft, um, I just wanted to talk about the heat. And what their ceiling do you think could be? Because for me, I think they kind of had the dream run. You know, once they beat the Bucs, once well, they beat the Bucks, I thought they were going to make the finals for sure. But now, because you've got a young Tyler Hero, you've got Kendrick Nunn, who's two young guards. You still got Goran Dragic. You got Duncan Robinson. They did lose Jay Crowder, who I think is a pretty big loss. But they've got Bam, who they just locked up. Jimmy, do you think that they're going to Goran still? Do you think that they have to do a trade to get a bit better, or do you think they can keep that and keep keep riding with the momentum because they did pick up some pretty good players in free agency? I think we'll talk more about but Avery Bradley and Mo are typical Heat signings. But do you think they have to maybe make a trade for someone, or do you think they wait for Giannis in twenty twenty one to try to get him?
1: Yeah, I think look, I think they definitely had the dream run. It's not going to be as easy this year. The East is getting a whole lot harder the 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 seventy they look like a new team yeah they look they're going different. to be oh, they're going to be much better just by the some of the additions they've added well it fits their system bro. fits their system and Dale Moore has done a great job there then i think the brooklyn nets are going to be arguably the first seed yeah close I think to the first seed me. i think that'll be really milwaukee amazing. aren't going to be easy they're always a great regular season team and with the addition of drew holiday we'll see how that all goes. But yeah, I think look, they've definitely had the dream run. I don't. I would like to see him in the finals again, but I just don't see it.
0: Yeah, I, I I think that they they need they need a bit more of a they need another star on their team. Like I think now that they got a, a vacancy of power forward basically or center, I think if they can get a scoring power forward or a scoring center, because I don't think Bam's position is really center. I think he's more of a power forward, if he's just super athletic. I think if you can push him to the four and try to get a you try to get a five they can not back to the basket but they can score or you try to get another another wing because I know that they'd like to start they like to start Duncan Robinson because he's just a flat out three point threat. You can't keep him off the floor because if he's on, he's always gonna be a threat on that three point line. I think they need they already got Jimmy, so that's another wing. They like going Drake if they just extended him. I think if you can get another another big that's pretty good at scoring. I thought that He's not an all-star, but I thought Dino Gagnari would have been a pretty good piece for them to pick up.
1: Yeah, no, he would have been He would have been excellent, I think. Just an underrated scorer, and great he passer. had a really good year this year with the OKC.
0: He's a great passer, which a lot of people don't know. And when he else. plays
1: around smart players, he really uh, excels. He flourished.
0: He, well, he played with CP3 this year, and it just shows you how, how good of a player he is, how smart he is, to be honest with you, because he, he recently went pretty well for a four but you got to realize he's 6'10", so he's basically seven, he's nearly seven foot, and he can put the ball on the floor, he can move, he can pass it well. He's another weapon that I thought if they went to the Heat, that would've been a nice piece. But I I think their ceiling's gonna be, I think they'll be, they'll be either a top four or a top six seed. I don't think the seeding really matters for them because, you know, it didn't matter. They were the fifth seed in the bubble and they just took it all the way to the finals. So I don't think that's a problem for them. I do wanna see Tyler Hero maybe make a step and be a starter or be an all or be an all-star caliber player. I don't think he can do that coming off the bench. I think they've got to start him. So I'm not too sure who they'll who they'll put down, but I would love to see him start. But yeah, I think their ceiling's still pretty high. I still think they're the second best team in the East. Yeah, no, I, I, I on I, paper they're not, but I think as a team they're the second best team yeah, in the
1: no, East. Yeah, no, I definitely think they're the other idea is it's just more about Jimmy. Jimmy's getting older every year. So it's gonna be interesting to see if he can keep the same form that he was in. Yeah, exactly, um, and yeah, just see if we can. The way he was playing was amazing, but the only thing is, when you get older, it's harder to do. And there's not many players now in the in that league that, when they get older, they can really succeed at the game that they do. I mean, there's only one player that does it and he does it at a high level, and it's LeBron. But he's a
0: bit, he's basically an anomaly in today's game. He's yeah, no person that can do it. Look, Michael did it. He wasn't super duper old, but he did it when he was in his thirties. But LeBron's been. LeBron's 35 and he just won a chip and he was the Finals MVP and I thought he should have been the the MVP in the league but you know that's another that's a that's a discussion for another day but yeah I still think the Heat ceiling could be pretty high I do want to see what Tyler Herrick can do
1: yeah definitely I think it it the Heat success is not going to be about Jimmy it's going to be about their youth and their role players around them I believe
0: yeah I believe that too hopefully hopefully Avery Bradley has a big season because if he has a big season man they'll fly. I really yeah, like definitely. That That's probably one of the best signings of the season. He'll be he'll fit that he culture just so well. But we're gonna move into the draft. The draft wrap up and everything between that. The draft had. I don't know, I didn't say that. I didn't say that the top three. I thought. I thought Lamelo was going on one. I I thought that the the Timberwolves kind of made a mistake there. I think that Lamelo had the best, the most, the biggest ceiling. So I would have taken him. But we'll go before we go into that. The draft winners. So. My winners, I had two. I had the Hornets for obvious reason. and then I did have the Pistons, who were two of your winners.
1: The Pistons, who did the Pistons get?
0: They 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 picked up Killian Hayes. Oh they picked yeah. Up, they picked up the center from oh what's his name? I guess I forget his name. They picked up uh one of the wings. Yeah,
1: I think. Look, I think definitely the Hornets by far won won the uh, free uh, uh sorry the draft. It was just based on the fact that they they managed to get one the best player in the draft, I believe, the most talented, most potential, most everything. He we saw him play in Australia and he played twelve games, but we saw that his potential was real and his ceiling was high. And there was yeah, he was definitely going to be one of the best players in the um in his draft. Uh, I think the I honestly the Golden State Warriors got a good good pick, and
0: I think that played it safe.
1: I think they played it safe, but they did the right they did the right choice. They took what they needed, and they they got the center. And when they heard about the news of Clay Thompson um, tearing his Achilles, they did the right job and not trading that pick away and trying to go get another superstar. There was lots of rumors about that maybe they might try. Yeah, get...
0: I honestly thought that they were going to trade it. I do not think they were there going to take. There was it out a lot of
1: mind. there was a lot of talk about trading, and especially when Clay went down, they they probably considered it a little bit more. Yeah, I'll give but you, I'll
0: give you a hypothetical. Clay's gone down right, so you don't have a two guard. You've proven to be able to win without a center or without a dominant big. Would you trade them? Would you draft Lamelo for a year, play him? His trade value gets high, and then you trade him for a big star.
1: I don't reckon. I, I just don't. I, it's just not worth it if you're going to trade him away. I think that they're for, for more reports. They were looking for a player that, that they, they can use for the future. They they wasted that when they did that with D'Angelo. They tried to sign him. Yeah. And that just was a waste of time there. I don't cool. think they wanted they to did. do another player like that.
0: They did get a return from Wiggins and that. And he, he did start, but D'Angelo wasn't healthy during the whole season. And I think that, that he could have worked. He actually could have worked, I think, with Golden State. Because the way they play, is pretty unselfish. It's pretty, it's pretty free-flowing movement. But you got Steph and you got D'Angelo, who are two dominant players. I, I think D'Angelo is more of a two, but he needs the ball in his hands to be effective effective if that makes the type of sense. But yeah, I do I do think the um the Warriors did play it safe. They but 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 in saying that, they thought they got the best player available on the board, so they took him. The um the the other two players with the Pearsons I was talking about was Isaiah Stewart and I was talking about Sadiq Bay. I thought they were pretty good pickups. But yeah the Hornets and who was your second who was your second one we both had the Hornets Warriors the Warriors yeah my, my one was the
1: Warriors like I said they played it safe but they did the right job when they when the new clay went down they needed to fill that that centre role they they got Eric Pascal last year he's and, a good and he's really good and he's gonna be he's probably gonna you know learn a lot of Draymond super athletic got a better shot than Draymond but yeah he could he could really turn into something there in that four spot and don't forget now they're deep in that four spot and they they did make a trade eventually for Kelly Ubre, which is gonna. Oh, I like that trade, which is gonna you know push Wiggins to the two, which is not by all means not a bad thing. Like I
0: think right now in the league, if you have just two wings, it doesn't matter if they're three or two. Yeah, you know, I think you just go play them. I yeah, definitely. I and I think
1: they're... they played it safe with the most what's the, the the best physical specimen in the draft was James Wiseman. Yeah, he was seven foot serious. one, and he had like a nine foot four wingspan, and his muscle. He, he he was just outrageous to look at he reminds me of deandre eight when coming into the draft just massive wingspan and had a high iq obviously didn't play the draft uh didn't play college that's probably his only downfall but we'll have to see how he goes in the season but i think playing around high level players i think he'll really shine as just a pick and roll guy and if he can develop his outside shot it's going to really really make the Warriors a scary team regardless of Clay going down.
0: I think at worst, I was saying like he's like he he could be like a DeAndre Jordan, and for me, DeAndre Jordan was one of the better defenders in the 2010s. He was an All Star. He was a pretty good player. You know, he's always a threat on the lob. You know, he can always knock down a couple of little post shots. But I think you know if that's if that's your ceiling, if that's your if that's your baseman basically your base level of the player will be. That's pretty. That's all the Warriors need in the center. Just need a rim runner who doesn't need the ball in his hands that much. But I think that's a safe pick. The reason I took the the reason I took the Pistons is they're going full rebuild. I want to see them. I want to see them trade Derek Rose and great Blake Griffin. I want to see them really tear it down and you know, play players like Sekou Dumboya, play Killian Hayes at the point. You you got to give him the starting gig. I mean, I don't know what you can get for D Rose. If you can get a couple, if you can get like a first rounder or a, or a good young player and a like protected first, I, I reckon do it. I would do it, and then Blake Griffin. That's going to be a hard contract to move. You're probably going to have to keep him for a bit. But I like I like this team. I won't. You start killing Hayes. I think they are stupid for draft for um giving away Luke Kennard or Kennard. If he's what was he probably your most consistent player this year apart from D Rose, and then you train him for the nineteenth pick. I get he's going to be a restricted free agent and pay him. But who else are you going to have on your books? You know, I I, I didn't understand that. He didn't. Really, we did get Sadiq Bay for him, or Isaiah Stewart. But like, I don't know. I don't. I don't think that was a good trade. I think. I think he could be what JJ Reddick could be. Just gonna kind of come off screens, shoot the piss out of it. But I'm not too sure what they'll do there. But I think they, they. still. They still did a pretty good job. I do want to see what this Kylian Hayes guy's like. I haven't really seen a lot of him.
1: Yeah, there's a couple Euro guys that are in this draft. The the OKC took at 34 yeah, Theo it, Maladon.
0: Yeah, he, there's another guy. There's another tall. guy, seven foot one. He's like super long and skinny. I don't know how to pronounce his name. I'm not, I'm not gonna botch it. But he's he's gonna be an interesting player to watch. I really actually would like to. He's like, but yeah, no, he played in France. I mean, he played in the Euro League. I can't I can't take a judgment on him. I I was I was surprised they didn't take uh, what was his name, Tyrese Halliburton. Halliburton. I thought they should have taken him. I think he was more of a safer pick at the point, but. In true Pistons fashion, they don't really take the best players. They just take a swing of defences and see how they go.
1: Yeah, I mean, the Kings end up taking Tyrese
0: Halliburton, which would be an interesting fit. Yeah, because he's a point, and you got Darren Fox, who they just extended. I would like to see them do this. I reckon you trade Buddy Hill off because he's just... He thinks he's the best... He thinks he's the mean. He's a good player, but he's not a great player. I think you trade him, you put Darren at the two, and you play as Tyrese Halliburton, and you just go two guards, and just go fast, super fast, run... Really go, just really go. You know, if, you, if you're the Kings, you got to embrace your youth. Go small, with Marvin Bagley at the center. He's still six eleven Go with him. Get Harrison Barnes to play to four, and then you only need a three point shooter at the wing. Just go out, and run, because they're still gonna run. They still won't make the playoffs. It's the seven to ten seed now. They might make the the run, the uh, the play in tournament for play, but they won't make it. They're not good enough now. I think they got to do some sort of moves. But I think that's a that's a little trade that he could do. I did I did like Tyrese Halliburton, but how he fits now, I'm not too sure.
1: Yeah, I I also think one of the the shocks of the draft was the number four pick, Patrick Williams.
0: Yeah, I um I was talking to one of my mates about that actually. He said he said to me, I I didn't watch a lot of college basketball. I don't really watch a lot of college basketball because you know I just I just watch NBA because it's not better basketball, but you know it's more entertaining and it's more it's more the style I like. Well, not style like. It's more... It's more players I know and it's more interesting. But yeah, Patrick Williams... Flora Estate, he came off the bench and he went four. Apparently, he was really good in his interviews. Apparently, a high-character person. Always asked questions. Very, very good in interviews. People think he's a very, very genuine person. So, I think that helped him. Because especially... You couldn't really draft or work out with players. No. Which was the best part for him. So... He was a surprise, but apparently he could be, not what he is, but he has like a play type like Kawhi, where he's a defensive, defensive two-way yeah. player if he can develop a three-point shot. Not, we're not saying he will be as good as Kawhi, but he's kind of got that player type. Maybe like a Kelly Ubre, maybe, because that's more of a two-way player right now.
1: Yeah, no, I think there's definitely... there was de- It was definitely interesting because there was players on the board like Danny Advia, who mm-hmm. <clears throat> who is 6'10 for a small forward, is pretty unheard of these days, yeah. and I think, still for the Wizards. I think it's a great pickup there. And I think he's an an excellent player that played professionally in a very good club for Maccabi Tel Aviv. Yeah, and he learned he would have learned so much, and I think he's going to be a player that comes in. Might not do crazy stats the first year, but I think you know second or third year you could see him really take a jump. Does this um,
0: remind you of like a Luca Doncic? How he felt to three.
1: Yeah, I think yeah. Well, he was always going to be top something, you know, top five, top six. He was going to
0: be a lottery pick. Well, he, well, he wasn't. Though. That's the thing. Yeah, he do fell. You think, do you think? Oh, you're talking about Lucas? Sorry, yeah, no, yeah, no. He, I do think it's kind of reminiscent of Luca. I'm not saying he's going to be a player like Luca, but he did. I, looking back, he would obviously, we obviously realize he'd be one, and Trey would be two. But do you think it's a bit of a bit of a, a, a fall?
1: Yeah, I think I think that I think the NBA is very cautious on the Euro players they draft, and yeah. w- they're very, you know, especially because Luca was a one once in a lifetime kind of player, and they don't come around that often. So when Danny Adria comes around, they the stock's high, and that's based on the fact that the last Euro player they got was Luca. So yeah. the it's stocks really, yeah. the stock was going to be high, and they, everyone's going to, want to say, "Hey, Euro players come in with smart like high IQ." And they know the game and they play professionally before, so it gives the, a little bit of an edge on these younger athletes that are coming in. Even though he is still young, it's <laughs> yeah. No, I think falling to the Wizards was a was a little steal for them, and I think they really needed a a good to draft someone really good. And I think they've really got someone in that spot. He reminds me of oh, he's 6'10". He reminds me a little bit of Danila Gallinari, watching a bit of his game.
0: It's a bit pickup from number
1: nine. Yeah, definitely. It, I think it's a he dropped very low in the draft from where I thought he was going to go. But again, I think that's just because of the, the, the risk factor in taking someone like that. Um, and I think a lot of teams probably wanted to avoid that and try to play it safe. And we saw that, you know, I thought the, the Knicks probably could have taken him. But
0: what about the Bulls? Do you think the Bulls should have taken him? I
1: thought the Bulls probably definitely could have taken him. Because, because if
0: you take him, you can you can punt off Potter Porter Jr. Or you can keep him from where he's an expiring contract and then you have your small forward of the future. Yeah. I, they obviously think Patrick Williams is going to be a
1: good player. Yeah, no, look, the, the Bulls obviously have some kind of belief in Patrick Williams, and they must have saw something that not a lot of people did. But I think Danny Adria probably could have gone higher, but I think going to the Wizards is probably a perfect spot for him. There's he's a lot of playing time available. There's, yeah, there's no pressure. They, they don't have a real three-man like out there. No, exactly. And no, I Troy think Brown Jr. Troy, 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 Brown, Troy Brown Jr. But apart from that, he'll probably get backup minutes and arguably almost start. Towards the end of the year, I think. I
0: think. I think, think you start To be honest with you, because you just don't know what people. You just don't, honestly don't know what you're gonna get from. Them. If you get, you're gonna get. You can get diamonds, or you can get. You can get a. Uh, you can get rocks, but in saying that, under pressure form the under pressure, diamonds fall. So you got to throw him in deep end sometimes and see if he. You, you know, see if he can swim. I, I like it. I like it for them. I don't. I don't know. The jury's gonna be out. The jury's gonna be out on the, on the on the Chicago pick. I team. thought
1: I thought Cleveland,
0: yeah, that's what we're going to get to. Okoro, do you think that's a good fit?
1: I th- I think Isaac Okoro is a good player. I just thought they were going to take Obi Toppin. I thought he was the safe pick to take. He reminds me of Aaron Gordon, but with a better jump shot coming into the draft. Aaron Gordon came in probably not with as consistent as a jump shot as Obi Toppin has now, but
0: can't play a lick of defense. But right now,
1: not now, but yeah, but I think talent you... talent wise, you... he's definitely. Yeah, well, look, he'll he'll get put in a good defensive system, no matter what, and he'll have to, you know, Tom Thibodeau's, he's never been a fan of rookies, but he's gonna to have to play him because that's all they have on their on their roster.
0: Would you play him at a three or a four?
1: It probably benefit it benefits at a four.
0: Benefits at a four. They got Julius Randle. What do you do with him?
1: Well, you might have to play him at a five and Mitchell Robertson. It they've done a st- it was stupid by the Knicks.
0: I see. I knew that I, re- I was listening to Bill Simmons' podcast. And Rosillo, Ryan Russillo is on there with Bill Simmons. It's one of my favourite podcasts. It's one of my favourite podcasts and one of our one of our mates, Reggie's favourite podcasts. He he was saying that if he's available at a obi Toppen, there's no chance that Knicks are not going to take him because there was a person that he went to college, Dayton, he was at the Knicks now, and they love him, so he was always going to take him. So for the Knicks the, because they apparently look at the draft trade up for Lamello and they couldn't get him, they were going to take Toppin. Because they, really high, they highly rate Topham for some reason. Yeah, know. and
1: Topham was definitely highly rated in the draft. I just think it was... They probably took the most talented he available. Because he
0: could have gone from four to yeah. eight.
1: Yeah, I think they definitely took the most talented available. Probably not what they needed. They probably could have taken Tyrese Halliburton, yeah. which would have probably been a better pick. But at the end of the day, it... it it's what happened, and and the Knicks, <laughs> they always make some funny decisions. Don't get me wrong; it's definitely he's definitely a good player. It's, the worst it's just, yeah, they definitely took the best available, but it was just not the right fit for the team as they had uh, thousands of thousands of bloody power forwards. Now we've seen Bobby uh, Bobby Porter's hit. Now he's not there. They've Taj Gibson. He's not there either. They have got rid of some some power forwards, which is going to make room for Toppin and, and give him some playing time. So hopefully, yeah, maybe, maybe. but don't forget they got Kevin Knox there as well. So.
0: You you gotta punt him. He sucks. Yeah, oh, yeah, he hasn't
1: hasn't really he has he's had two years in the league and he hasn't really.
0: So I wouldn't say he sucks because that's pretty harsh, but he hasn't fulfilled his potential.
1: Not what the Knicks were thinking. What, no. What
0: draft was that? Is that eighteen? Two
1: years ago, I reckon it was. Eighteen. Was. That
0: was the year of uh, Donovan Mitchell. Oh, was it? Donovan? No. No, two thousand eighteen because they played 2018, 19, 19, 20 Oh, who was in that two thousand eighteen draft? Trey Young. Yeah, Luca um Yeah, they could have taken. Oh, they could have taken some decent players in that one. But yeah, no, he, he he he's not he's not fulfilling his potential. But in saying that, I do think the Knicks got the player they wanted. Uh, the Cleveland one. Yeah, it's it's interesting because they had Chetty Osman. He's a wing. You know, he's more of a three-two-three. Three, I think he could play small ball. Yeah,
1: I think Chetty. Look, Chetty's great. I think he's a good shooter. I just think Isaac Okoro. Could definitely be the player that they're looking for at that three spot.
0: And he'll be cheaper and he'll be on a, he's already on a four year contract. I don't mind the pick. I mean, I haven't seen a lot of him. He looks like he's a very he looks he looks like he, he passes the eye test when I say that like he looks like a good player. When I say he's strong, fast, mobile, you know, plays the right way out, you know, he, he passes that eye test which a lot of players a lot of players can pass it but can't be good players. But mm. in saying that we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Six. six pick was... The Hawks? Yeah, Hawks. I like that. That was probably one of my
1: favourite. Uh, oh, sorry. Onkongwu.
0: Um, That's probably one of my favourite picks. I love him. I really like how the way he plays and I think he'll fit really well in Atlanta.
1: They, they're big comparisons to Bam too.
0: I think they're going to play him at the five too because I, I saw a report coming out that they're going to say Bam's going to... I'm not Bam. Sorry. Because um, the Hawks signed Danilo, he's not going to play at the three. He's going to be a backup four. Which I find pretty interesting, because he could start at any of most clubs. But yeah, he's going to be a backup for the Hall for John Collins. Which right now, who for John Collins? know Oh, really? That's a report I saw. Their GM came out and said that. I don't think that's the right move. I think you'd I think you'd start him, at the three. I would start him at the three. But then you sign Bogdanovich, so it depends on what they want to do there. But yeah, he's going to be a backup four. So I think Cogley's going to be backup five.
1: So, yeah, well, O'Kong we played center in in college,
0: so yeah. And if he and if he th- becomes a great center, then you just trade Capella because he'd be younger too. You can just play real young because Trey's still young. You don't have to you don't have to fast track your rebuild. I mean, they signed two pretty good. They signed two of the better free agents out there, but you don't have to fast track it.
1: So, no, they have still got Cam Reddish. Yeah, you know, got Kevin Herter,
0: Kevin Herter, DeAndre Hunter. Oh, know, they've still got some real good players. Those that, three wings there, they could probably start them three of those, at least two of the three would start for the Pistons today. Yeah. You know, who's going to be a terrible team this year. So they've got some good players. I mean, it depends what they want to do. They might try to, trap if they if they go really well and then they're playing really well, they might try to trade them while their ceiling's high or their stock's high and try to get a, maybe another game changer. But I liked the pick.
1: Obviously. No, I liked it. I think, I'll talk about a team that I thought had a really, really good draft. I think it was Philly. I think Philly yeah. had an excellent draft. Not only did they trade... Away our Horford, which I like,
0: we said it. They had two of the worst contracts in the league and they got rid of him. And you know what? They didn't get great value for him, but they got rid of him.
1: Yeah, they got rid of him, but you know that's what matters. They got rid of him. They got Denny Green as well. Proven player. Proven three and D player, which they need, and they know they need the shooting. They got rid of Josh Richardson who I did like, but he was on a bad contract. And they got one of the best shooters in the league, Seth Curry.
0: Seth so shooting like forty percent from three.
1: So you get two shooter you get two shooters in the draft. And I think you get one of the best scorers in the draft in Tyrese Maxey from Kentucky at number twenty-two.
0: Perfect, come off the bench. And Score. I think now been? you
1: got Matisse Tyebell, Tyrese Maxey. You got these two young rookies. One's more of a three and D guy in in, in Matisse Tyebell, but the 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 and then you got the other player, Tyrese Maxey. He was just a just a flat out scorer in college. He was like he was a, yeah he was a great player to watch in Kentucky, and Blue I thought. Waltz. I thought he was really. I think it was a really good pick and a really wise pick by the 76ers who have had some interesting picks over the last couple of years. They missed out on a couple of players. They and traded away a couple of players they probably should have kept. But I think this was they played it safe and took what they thought they needed, and they needed the scoring. And not only did they draft right, but they traded around the draft night. Excellent. They got rid of our Horford and picked up two shooters, and they got rid of Josh Richardson, who I thought was another guy who just wasn't. He wasn't there to be a shooter He was. He's more of a He's a creator He likes to play He's a great defender But he's, he can create for himself On offense a little bit I think And good. I think they just Didn't need that I think they have Ben Simmons They have um, They had Horford But they had Embiid And they also had Tobias Harris who Three guys who probably Need the ball a little bit more yeah. And when you have Horford and, and Richardson there They take the ball away from them And there wasn't as much spacing And I think Daryl Morey did an excellent job Coming into the job coming in first year, not even first year, it's a couple of months into the job and, and making that roster look a lot better than it was before.
0: Yeah, I think for me, the biggest thing for the sisters does is that they're going to play a style now that suits Ben Simmons. Yes. And I think that's that's the way to unlock him. Because all you need with Ben Simmons, you got Joel Embiid, who's a good player, surround him with three other shooters, and then you will have a team that can play. Three and D, Danny Green, Right. Harris, more than three and D, but a very good player, can get his own shot. Then who else do you got? You got at the three, probably Matisse Tyball, yep. right? So there's just two three and D players who can shoot it. You don't need them to do anything else because you've got Joel and Ben on the floor who can be offensive threats at any time. I think it's a really good fit for the Sixers. I, I think they pick up
1: job. they pick up Dwight Howard at free agency as well. Yep, that's a good
0: signing for them too. Yeah. And I think... That's insurance for Joel. Yeah. Because Joel will go down injured this season. It is probably going to happen. It's, it's not really going to be a big injury, but he'll have niggles. Because it's just... And I that's think his body. That's Dwight will play
1: more over there than oh, he yeah, probably would at the Lakers. More. And I think the addition of Doc Rivers is a massive pickup.
0: Yeah, it's a big pickup. It's a, it's a good signing for them. He You know, he was probably one of the best agents in the game, Doc, he was only five days out of a job and got a job straight away. That's
1: right, I think. And we saw the same with Darren Moore, like two guys that are highly yeah, respected Maureen. in the in the league and they were only out of a job for probably about a week and yeah, they got on. pounced on by the 76ers and they did a great job in, in getting them. Yeah, I like you know? them. I really and like them. They needed They needed those guys to come in and get the job down. They needed the a head coach that was being proven in the league and Doc Rivers has always had a good system. And he's always had success. He's never he's he's won championships, which he won, is won a championship when, you, the Celtics. when you can have get a coach that's uh, proven to win a championship and knows what he's doing. Then that's important. And I think they did a great job in, in getting him. And I think Darren Morey, a guy who had a lot of success at the Rockets, but I think what he saw was the first uh, second year where Simmons came off his injury and was playing, and they had Marco Bellinelli, and they had all these shooters on their team. Yeah, and they had that was the Irish. best year.
0: Marco Belinelli, they had oh, Ilya Sova, Ilya Sova as well. So when they had those players, three shooters, yeah. and then you know what? They're not the biggest name players, but they're players that suit him.
1: No, exactly, and and Bede and Simmons. I think I saw it on the jump the other day, but the the efficiency, the plus minus, when they were on the court together that year, was through the roof. I think was I think quiet, it was, I think it was like sixteen.
0: Because Javale got his touches when he needs it, and then once Ben, one Ben just burns his defender off you've got corner shooters or you've got 45 shooters. They're not in the dead corner. They're either dead corner or 45. They're not in that in-between area, no man's land, which is basically the curve of the three-point line. They're at their right shot. They're in the spots. You kick it to them. When they catch it, they're not going to pass it. They're going to shoot the piss out of it. And I think that's a, that's a really good... That's a really good for the Sixers, you know. They didn't... They only drafted one player in it, but they probably got the better the best player for them. Yeah.
1: And I think probably the only draft they... Day- steal that I'll say was uh, the Lakers trading away the 28th pick and Danny Green for Dennis Schroeder
0: yeah that was a fleecing that was crazy I don't, I don't know how that happened honestly who did they take OKC okay, 28 was it the, 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 the no That
1: wasn't that guy they ended up trading that pick I think. yeah
0: they traded it to somewhere else Minnesota also it? I do want to see what they do the Nuggets but they did get IJ Hampton who we saw play down here in Australia he's better than the 24th 25th pick I think he he fell quite a bit. I think he can be a player that's going to be good. I don't know how many how much minutes he's going to get at Denver because they they're notorious. They're a block. They're chocolate block, but they're notorious. They don't really play rookies that much. I I would I would have liked to have seen him go to the Pistons. Go to a team, just go play, man. Like let him let him run loose. You know, like you're not going to see his potential because you look at it. They got three three players that dropped a bit in Porter Junior, Bal Bol, and h- himself RJ. They could probably start on other teams, you know. So I'm interested. To well, see the what good he news does. is
1: they just they just signed Bowlwell to a fully fully guaranteed yeah. contract.
0: It well, It's crazy if they didn't. And I think that you know I am I'm honest honest. He could play backup center now because Mason Plumlee has gone to the Pistons, who the Pistons decided to just sign every center on the Sun. But yeah, no, they he's gone there, so maybe he gets backup minutes. Porter Jr. I would start him, and then RJ Hampton. He's got. He's got Jamal and Monte behind him, so I'm not too sure what will happen there. But I do want to see what Ade can do because I think he can be a good player. I think he's the most athletic player in the draft, probably. You know, if you're an athlete, you're probably going to be in the league for a while. But we'll move on. Uh, who was a loser? Just one loser you, from you from the draft. Um,
1: losers, losers, losers.
0: Just one. Um,
1: I'll. Uh, yeah, we have to. Say, I don't. I've never. I watched him a little bit in college. Yes, he was a good player. But I'll probably go with the Bulls. I think there was definitely a lot of other players on the board that they could have taken that were a bit safer. It's a little bit of a risk factor in this one.
0: The, the, the pick reminds me, not he doesn't play like him, but it reminds me of like Orlando when they took Aaron Gordon at four. You know, Aaron Gordon hasn't fulfilled his potential. You know, So if you're going to take a player like that, you take a player like Patrick Williams if you're, say, like a Golden State, where you don't need a super superstar, or you take the player that's the best fit available, you know, Hey, they took the best fit available. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not really fascinated on that. I, mean, I, I wasn't too high on the balls. But, yeah, we'll move on now. We're we'll going to get into free agency now, which it's been a pretty decent free agency. You know, there's been a lot of trades you know, and a lot of moves. We'll go one winner for you and then one trade that you thought was the best trade for both teams. I'm going to...
1: I'd like to do the obvious one first. And then I'll come back to you with a oh. different winner. But well, we'll put it out there. The Lakers definitely won free agency. Yep. The signing that no one saw coming. Yeah. Montrez the, Harrell. and the reason know. the reason I say they won free agency is he's partially because of it. But not only do they get Montrez Harrell, who arguably they wanted a guy that can come in and play center and come off the bench, maybe or even start. Doesn't matter where he plays. But even if he's gonna be. A, a, at least make AD play the four. It doesn't yeah. matter to him what position he plays. 19 points a game, six man of the year, which is which is ridiculous. Then they felice OKC with a first round pick and Denny Green for the for the runner-up in the six man year, yeah. in Dennis Schroeder, who they were arguably missing a point guard who could score.
0: And they can start him.
1: And yeah. they can start him. But then you go out and get a proven shooter to make up for Denny Green in West Matthews. Yep. Three and D probably more of a dead eye than probably more of a. a, 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 a They're probably about the same age, but Danny Green's probably on the, the downhill, and West Matthews had an, arguably a good year with with Giannis and you saw yeah, similar play good. type. Not, of course, Lebron's a lot better, yeah. but Giannis, surrounded with shooters, he's a lot better. Yeah, same can, with Lebron,
0: he can play in a system that that believes in shooting. Yes, and yeah, I think you'll see the, you know, he, West Matthews
1: shoot a higher percentage this year yeah, he under a Lebron. And, and he'll shoot a higher percentage this year under, under LeBron, get, and I think...
0: He'll get more open, too. And is... then
1: they pull off another one, and then they go and get Marcus. Gasol. Yeah, they, they trade away JaVale McGee. Yeah, they lost a lot of pieces, oh, crucial I like pieces.
0: I do like JaVale. I don't know why, but he plays really well with better players. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That was funny. It was like a TikTok. It was like, what kids see now, Javel and then what what kid, what kid, people how showed JaVale when he's running up the court, tragic Bronson alert. But you know, I think he played really well. I, I I don't know what you're gonna get from Mark because I look the the signing's great. If he plays like he was playing in Toronto first year, mate, it's a great signing. But he's gonna age, you know. Saying that, he doesn't really need his athleticism. Athleticism. And you know what? He probably won't start. I don't think he will. I think I think it's the perfect role for Trez
1: to bring him off the bench and have a player that's so such a high a high IQ guy coming off the bench like Mark. Is going to be and is going to be you know crucial for them, and I think they also re-signed Markeith Morris, which was another good piece he to pick well. up. He well.
0: He'll be a nice and he fits straight
1: in. He fits straight into that system there too. And I don't think they're done because they still have three open roster spots. I think also a player that got traded with Javal McGee or for Javal McGee, they ended up getting Jordan Bell, but they've they've stretched waived him. And they got way of Alfonso McKinney.
0: They waived Jordan Bell. Isn't
1: they? Yeah. So a guarantee they they gave um Jordan Bell, I think, a training camp deal, but they didn't they didn't give him a guaranteed deal. Oh guaranteed. But they guaranteed Alfonso McKinney.
0: Yeah, I think LeBron likes him.
1: And I think and we saw him play Is he clutch? Is he with I don't oh he could be. But we ended up seeing him with um Warriors. The Warriors and I thought he did a great job. I thought three and D... Just a three and D, and he, he can rebound for his size. Not that he's going to say he's going to get lots of minutes, but he's another good piece. If he stays on the roster, then he could really, you know, find a couple of minutes here and there, yeah, and especially during the regular season. And I think, uh, yeah, they're definitely not done. They've still got three open roster spots, and the reports are they want another center.
0: I don't know what other center they could get, because most centers have gone. They could do a trade for a center.
1: I know they want I know they're looking at Dwayne Denman.
0: Yeah, I like, I like Dwayne Dedman actually. He's a good player.
1: He's sitting in there he's sitting in because yeah, yeah, he, he just did. got
0: waved from the Pistons. Yeah, because you guys. So it makes a bit, bit more sense. Yeah, we signed Mason Plumlee to 3 he's 25. And we signed Joel like for I mean what's doing alert.
1: And then you've just waived set Z-
0: Smith. Which but that's dumb because he's a young player who just let him play. He's super athletic too so uh. Yeah, Pistons. no, I, look, I think I think the Pistons Lakers... giving the boys head noise.
1: <laughs> I think the Lakers definitely did a great job. Yeah, they did a good job. And you know what? We'll, you know, while we're on the topic, we'll talk about their, across the hall, Yeah, the their Clippers. opponent. I thought, did, I thought, I the, thought the Clippers did a great job. They lost Montrez, who was their sixth man of the year. I, it, I think he got a better player. By all means, it looks like they're trying to trade Lou Williams at the moment. They're trying to trade him. I
0: don't think Lou Williams fits with him. I say with Pat Beverly. I don't think they fit with Kawhi and Paul George. No,
1: I think they need it. Yeah, I agree. I think you'll find that. Uh, they. The, the, by the way, they picked up Sergio Barker. who I think he's a better fit for. The, he's a better the, fit for the clip Better defender than Trez. Not a not as great offensive player, but,
0: but I'm saying that all he needs to do is space the floor and he can shoot the three. He
1: had good success with Kawhi. Landed in yeah, in won Toronto. Why a chip. Won a chip. One a chip together, and those two defensively will be really hard. And if they do keep Pat Beverly, then three defenders that are really good. Paul George is still a great defender, and you're gonna have four four really really good defenders. You could you know arguably say one of the the first team, second team, all defense right there. Like yeah. that's that's a team of defenders right there. And today they picked up Nicholas Batum.
0: Yeah, they picked up Nicholas Batum. I don't know where all these players are going to fit, but and how many minutes. And they're Marcus
1: going like, there's like you, you're you're exactly correct. They've, they've got, got they
0: picked up Luke Kennard too. You have got
1: all these players, and yeah, no, you're right. You just I just don't know where they're going to fit.
0: Yeah, for me, for me, the Clippers. Oh, I they still needed it. I reckon I would have thrown money at P- Rondo. do get him. You need a guard, a point guard who can facilitate, get the ball to his spots, get him at the mid range. Kidding and fast-break transition. That's what they needed. You know, I think... I think... I would have liked the Lakers off-season more if they had re-signed Rondo or Bradley. Yeah. Because I think they're two of the better players that are under the radar in this league. If they re-sign Rondo, yeah, I think... I Honestly, I think the Lakers are, are you know, the shoe in for the chip. But they didn't re-sign him, so they do need to get a backup point. And saying that, you can just play LeBron at the point, which is, you know, kind of trumps the league. But... I do like Rondo just because of his experience. I didn't mind the Clippers off season. I think people were saying, "Oh, they'll start Luke Kennard. They'll play uh, like a Kawhi or a Paul at the four. That's not going to happen. They just gave Marcus Morris sixty four mil. They're going to start him. I think they'll start Zubac and they'll bring Serge off the bench. You start Pat Beverly with Ken with um, Paul George, Kawhi, and then you have Morris and Zubac. I would. I would punt. Honestly, I'd punt Beverly. Yeah. Try to get a try to get a facilitating point because Batbel is a good defender, but I think Harry Bradley's just as good. He just doesn't talk as much as Beverly. Yeah, Beverly's a good player, but like, is he a great player? No, he's not a great player. You know, so I would have I would have punted him, but and then you could you could probably package him with Lou Will and you get a good point guard. You know, they've got plenty of depth. Like Terence Mann, he's a good player. He was playing
1: well for them. Yeah, they're definitely. Uh, I think you know they traded away Shamit to the Nets and got Canard, but
0: yeah, I I I, I, you know, I don't. They're kind of the same player. is really.
1: yeah, three and D, and I think I think it's a good pickup for the Nets.
0: Yeah, like the like, Nets no, just getting better. But, but.
1: yeah, I think the, there's a lot of playing time, and again, they're going to be in this, almost in the same hole they had last year. And it, how do they get the most success out of these guys? And you've got so many guys there that can do it for you.
0: Exactly. Exactly right, and. That's just the question I have for the Clippers. You know, What's, what are you going to get from? Also, I thought another team that I thought was, you know, I think under the radar, they did a pretty good job. I thought the Pelicans did a pretty good job. Pelicans did you a know? great job. They needed a center that was, you know, just doesn't need the ball in his hands and just plays hard. Probably got the, per- the perfect center for that. If if Stephen Adams could ever stretch the floor, then he'd be a, he'd probably be nearly an all star. But you know, he's. He's a perfect fit for Zion and the and the Pelicans especially with Zion because like now zoe has got two players in the pick and roll he can hit and then it's going to unlock Zion a bit more because people're going to be so worried of getting smashed on screens by those two it'll just unlock them. Well, I, I really like that 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 trade that came through. With... I think you know Eric Bledsoe. Mate, they got Bledsoe. And <laughs> Bledsoe, Stephen and Drew Holiday. That's a pretty good pickup. That's a pretty good haul. Yeah no, is like not the greatest player But you know he, no, the Pelicans, On his day Pelicans definitely did a good job And they've got younger
1: Which is what they wanted Yeah You know they got younger They got rid of Drew And Drew Will will definitely Definitely fits what the The Bucks needed They needed that That second star And he can step into that role Do, you Is know, he better than Chris Middleton Like Yes or, Yeah Much Would better. you punt Chris Middleton No because you've still got him on the roster If you can have all three together Then it makes them A better team than last year do you think they
0: had a better big than
1: Brooke Lopez, or would you keep them? Oh, jet? I think I think you probably keep Brooke Lopez at the moment, but I think you can
0: go probably find
1: someone eventually. But you know, I don't.
0: See, they, see, this is the thing, right? They've mortgaged their future, right? Because they said we'll go get Drew. If Giannis walks, they're stuffed. Yeah, they're screwed because you got no first round picks. Then you got you got Chris Middleton, who we'll really see, who's not a freaking all star, and then you got Drew Holiday there too. I'm not too sure if it's a great trade honestly because Giannis could just walk yeah. they're, they're baking on him signing this super match. well if
1: if the Bogdan Bogdanovich sign and trade went then I believe he'd stay yeah but That's the
0: player apparently he was the player that in free agency Giannis they asked him who do you want we'll try to get him he said Bogdan Bogdanovich then you go get him you don't get the player that he might like you get the player he
1: wants and they did the right job but going, going and trying to get him but oh. the fact of the matter is Bogdan
0: said no oh if I'm Bogdan bottom of those two I would say no I don't want to go I don't want to go play at the, at the box sorry I don't rate them I just don't I don't I'm not I'm not a big fan on them unless they win the chip this year then I'll be proven wrong but I don't rate them I do like Drew Holiday I do like to pick up they got there but I don't, I just don't think they've gotten better Any, no. I don't think they've gotten okay they're better they're, they're going to beat the Heat they're going to beat the Celtics they're going to beat the Nets I don't think they'll beat I don't know if they'll beat all three of those teams. I don't know.
1: No, they won't. But again, they're they're a proven regular season teams, so they'll probably have some success in the in the regular season. Yeah, exactly. I think another team that I'll talk about will be the Atlanta Hawks. I think they did a great job.
0: Hot Atlanta, Hot Atlanta.
1: That's right. They hot, they drafted O'Kongwu, which we high praise for. High, highly rate him. They not only pick up one of the the best point guards, but the smartest point guard in the NBA in Rondo.
0: Bro, that's such a great signing.
1: And they, and they got Chris go Dunn out. Too. They got Chris Dunn, correct? They got Tony Snell via trade. Yeah, he's whatever. He's whatever. They still got Kim Reddish and Kevin Herter. Yep. And
0: uh, John Drowner.
1: And they just went out and signed Bogdan Bogdanovich. A shooter. Four years. Straight out shooter. Four years, seven, and two. to top off all of that, they top it off with one more Euro guy, and they get Gallinari. Yeah, I
0: like, I like them. They're gonna, they'll be a playoff team. I reckon
1: they will be top eight seed somewhere in that, somewhere in that vicinity. It, they might not be top five. We but gotta think
0: about it. it's seven to ten seed. Yeah. You know, so even if they come nine, ten, they can still get. They that can play, play in.
1: Game. But I think, I think they've surrounded Trey with some good players this year. Shooters. Shooters. It's all they need. And, all you need to surround. And Trey's smart enough to find them, and they got, they got bigs that run the rim. Yep. And I think you'll see. John Collins actually have a better year this year. Oh, 100. And I think Bogdan fits their... St- and I just think Rondo's going to help Trey out so much.
0: So they're like, this is the thing, like, their starting five would be Rondo, Bogdan... Uh, Trae, Bron- Trey, Trey Bogdan, Bogdan. not Rondo, So Trey, Bogdan.
1: Maybe Hunter or
0: Reddish. Hunter or Reddish, Collins... That's off the report. I would start Daniela, but anyway. Their death line will be... You push Collins to the five, Garnari at the four... I reckon you put Bogdan at the three. You play Rondo and Trey. Yeah, definitely. I think that would be it. Because I think you'll Rondo see a little bit of that this year. And then you can kind of hide. You can hide like Rondo can still play D. He's a bit smaller, but he can play the defend. He can defend a better player out of the one or two. And then Trey can just you, know, you kind of have to hide Trey on defense. But I think that's a pretty good team. I think that's a pretty good starting. No, form. I think we. I s- mean, definitely.
1: the The Hawks had the cap to go out there and sign some players, and they did. By all means, the right things have got two proven players in Rondo and in Gallinari. And don't get me wrong, Bogdan is still a proven player. He's just, he's just. they signed someone that's young.
0: He still fits their timeline. And he's he got... He he's, play, yeah, us say he doesn't fit them great, you can still get some return for him. And then you still got wings who so can play. Yeah, definitely. I think
1: they got the right players in the right spots and I think that's what they needed. They needed a little bit of fresh faces in there. A couple vets to really get them going. And I think yeah, definitely, definitely the right pickup there. A Couple of right pickups there, and I think we will see the Hawks finally back in the playoffs.
0: I like it. I actually really like the Hawks. We're gonna. I was gonna talk about them too, but I just like everything they did. I think their their GM. I forget his name. I think it's Travis something, but he's been really good. He's been really, done some really methodical trades. I do, I do. like Capella too at the center. You know, and if he if he doesn't work, I reckon you just trade him. And you can start on Conqueror. And what's your? We'll
1: go stay in the Eastern Conference. What's your thoughts on the? Oh, God, there's two teams. We'll stay in the Eastern yeah. for now. The Boston Celtics. They signed Tristan Thompson.
0: Yeah, I like it. I actually, like, actually, for me, I really like what Boston did, right? Because Gordon Hayward doesn't really fit them. You know, the, it doesn't fit their timeline. Because... Well, no, not their time. It doesn't fit their their, their place anymore or their system. Because Jalen Brown emerged as a, as a better player than him. You got Tatum. And then you got Marcus Smart, who I would start, and Kemba. So you got Marcus... So you got Kemba at the one, Marcus at the two. Jalen at the three, Tatum at the four, and you had Tice at the five. Now they've got some insurance for Tyson, Tristan Thompson. Nine Mills, It's a bit a bit of dos for him, but he's proven to be in a winning system. He gets the starting center, and he played with LeBron, so he's a good player. You know he's going to be a smart player if he played with LeBron. And I like the the backup signing of Jeff Teague. Yeah, I think that's a, think signing. It's a great sign. I think that's a that's a um that's a, that's a player that they needed because they didn't really have a backup point guard for a while and then you still got some young players I think maybe they can promote like Romeo and Langford Grant Williams played really good but the only the only the only thing I don't like it like that the Celtics did was because now that you've signed Tristan Thompson what are you going to do with Robert Williams yeah because I really like him as a player and he had a really good he had a couple good playoff runs yeah I like him a lot do you trade him or do you play him at the four and you push Grant Williams to a backup three I can't remember who their backups were at the meantime but you know, that's, that's the question. They're gonna, so, like, obviously, Jeff Tate will come off their bench. Probably Tristan Thompson might come off their bench. Grant Williams, Robert Williams. I'm not, I'm not too sure I'm missing anyone else. But, you know, I'm not too sure what they're going to do with Robert Williams now. Because I really like him. I think he's a great player. But if there's anyone that can that can figure out ways of getting minutes, it will be uh Brad Stevens. Yeah. Because I think you, you could push him to the four. Like, he's only 6'8", so he's not huge. But... I just like him a lot. You know, maybe you trade Tice. Maybe. Maybe you could trade Tice, but I thought he played pretty good too. Yeah. But I I, I do like, I think the Celtics played it safe. I think getting off Gordon Hayward's books is pretty good too. Yeah. They just got the biggest trade exception in history, 27.8 mil. Yeah. Which is nuts. Yeah. They can go get a decent player for that. There's two teams that have
1: big trade exceptions. One is Boston. Yeah. And the other is OKC. Not only do OKC have a $23.5 million trade exception. That was Steven Adams' one. But they they created a 19 and a half trade exception on Danilo Gawinari. So they have two humongous
0: trade exceptions. Mate. They're going to be a team that's going to be... I think they're going to be all right to watch still. Because Shea, I love Shay. Shea's a baller. I well, actually would have liked to have seen Kelly Ubre stay with him, but he doesn't really fit that timeline. This... this Is he Croatian? What, what nationality? Yeah, he's this, Croatian. I want to see this bloke play. He's got so... He's one of the longest players ever. He's yeah. massive. Like, he's so lanky and tall. I want to see what he plays like, because apparently he's like, they sound like he plays like KD or some stuff, some, something like that. Maybe because he's just got a similar body style. But yeah, I would want to see what he does.
1: I'd love to see what he does. Yeah, well, they've definitely kept their eye on him. So, But then staying... um, East. Staying... Oh, oh now I forgot what I was going to talk about. You said there was two teams. There was two teams. Okay, not okay. See, Boston definitely. We know. I think Boston... we we're going to talk about Charlotte. Yes, we we're going to get to Charlotte. That's the team. I think even though they paid big money for Gordon Hayward, I still think it's a smart move. You paid overs for him. You have to pay overs because who wants to go to Charlotte, no one. really? And he was more leaning towards going to Indiana. We knew that. Yeah, yeah. there was rumors. He's from Indiana. Yeah, exactly. So, But I think it's a really smart move. I think surrounding the Melo with... Some veteran players moving Devontae Graham to the
0: two. You gotta trade Rosie though. You got You it. have to trade Rosie. Having Apparently the Clippers st- want him. So maybe you get like a Lou Will off yeah. the bench. I think
1: I think Charlotte they're not gonna make the playoffs, but they'll still be or <laughs> seven they, to ten. They could seven to ten. They could get to play in city, play in tournament. Hey, they played pretty good this season with some scrubs. And I think you still got Malik Monk who's, you know, average. I'd trade him. But you've got players there.
0: You've got Miles Bridges? You've got Miles Bridges, you got PJ Washington, you've got Devontae Graham. If you keep Rosie, he's gonna be a positive player. Not on the contract he's on, but he'll be a positive player. You've got Gordon. Cody Zeller can still he can still play. Bismack Bionbo can still play. they got some good players. Yeah, they definitely got some good players. So I think they did a great job. You so. know, they're good at pick and rolls, which is what <laughs> it's what Lamello fits.
1: And uh moving back, there's two teams in the West.
0: Yeah. Uh one is the Phoenix. Yeah. I think they've done a great job. That was actually one of my winners in free agency I had. I really like what they did. I think getting CP3 is going to unlock D-Book a lot. It's going to take the pressure off D-Book two times, sometimes because he's not just the only offensive threat, and it's going to make DeAndre Ayton a much better much player. Much better. He, we saw what Stephen Adams did made, with... He nearly made Marcin in an all-star per-caliber player. What do you think he's going to do with DeAndre Ayton, who is an all-star caliber player already? Mm. You know he's going to improve him so much and so highly, and it's he's on his third year. This will be his third year. Yeah, his second year was kind of a write off because he got done with a, with a drug drug violation. Yeah. But you know I think he's going to be he's going to be a weapon. No, I definitely he's going to fit them well. I think Cam Johnson at the four. I mean Jay Crowder at the four. Oh, that was that's a great a pickup signing. That is a signing in the half. I really rate him so much as a player. He's bounced around the league a lot, but. I think he's a gun. I really rate him. I think the, the Phoenix Suns will be in the top 8 for sure with with for sure. if
1: if CP3 can go to OKC and get them who had point I think it was like 02% yeah. of yeah. getting in the uh, in the uh playoffs last year yeah. and and he proved those wrong and he came out in the season he had if he can you know duplicate that in, in any way yeah. He's definitely getting that team to the No,
0: I think I think if you if you're buying on or selling on them making the playoffs, you're buying you're buying that stock. I think I I really like their uh their 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 um their their foreman Cam Johnson because he's yeah. just a flat out shooter. shooter. You know, that's what they needed. He can just come off the bench. Still got you Mikhail even, Bridges. You can even start him at the three, bring Bridges off the bench for just energy because he can play Cam Johnson. He can be kinda of like what Donovan Robinson can be. Yeah. You know he can kind of be what that that type of player is. I really like it. Also, they got one of the best new jerseys coming out with the Valley Boys. That's nice, very yeah, nice. I, I really rate them. But yeah, no, I think they'll be they be a playoff team. What like they'll they'll they're my favorite. That CP3 going there, even though he's getting up, getting up there in age. You don't need him for the rest of, of D Book's career. Don't forget, he Maybe, gets, he's off contract in twenty twenty one too. Yeah, if he plays well, you can flip him, and try to get another young play piece as a point guard. You know, so I really like that. I really like that. Yeah, Aaron and- Baines is the back there too. You know, he's a he's a center and a half. He's a weapon. No, he went to Raptors. Oh yeah, sorry, he went to Raptors. Who did they pick up? Oh, someone else I was thinking of. Yeah, but no, uh, they've got they've got some good players. They, have, I think, I think they'll be a really good team. I yeah. really think they'll be. Good. No, they
1: picked up uh, Damian Jones from the Hawks.
0: That, that's it. Yeah, I think he's a good player. He's still young. Uber athletic. He can play, you know, and playing four, or five minutes a quarter, you know, he can play well.
1: I think the other team that I thought was an, a dark horse in this free agency, yeah, in the West, that probably made one of the most underrated trades was the Portland
0: Trailways getting Covington for Trevor Reza is a, is a flop Is a fleece. a fleece and a half. Because has hasn't really played that much anymore. But they the, Still a good player, but he's, yeah. just not, he's not as good as Covington. The,
1: the Blazers needed, and don't get me wrong, they, they go out, they trade for Covington, they need a 3 and D guy, perfect fit. Not only do they go re-sign Rodney Hood, who I still think is still a good player, capable of coming out and scoring, get, coming off that bench.
0: You get the boy, you get the most, you get the player that has the most slander on his name, you get Melo.
1: You get, you, get, you re-sign Camelo, who I think is one of the, Arguably a very, very good pickup for them. You can and then the you go out and you trade for Ennis Canner, who I don't think they should have gave up in no, the was, first place. Wasn't he a free
0: agent?
1: No, it's, they, they traded. Oh, okay. Pretty sure they traded. Um, But they traded, right? And they got Ennis Canner. And that is just... I think when he played in Portland, he played one of the best years of his career.
0: Played really well. And the, thing, the funny thing is he was only there for half a year. Yeah. So, you know... The success
1: he had when he came in. It
0: was at the Knicks, where the Knicks, you know, they're they're a train wreck themselves. Yeah, he played really well. I think now you've you've stocked your bench up, and then for me, the player I really want to see on the Blazers take a step up is Anthony Simmons. I like him a lot. He's a really good player. He's big. He's fast. Backup point guard. He's pretty strong. He's only twenty twenty one. He was from IMG. He didn't go to college. I want to see what he can do. Yeah. Because you've got now... I think you play Covington at the four, and you start Hood or Mello, Rodney Hood or Mello, and then you can have Zach Collins off the bench. You have Kenneth off Cantor off the bench. Then you've got you've got ah uh, you got uh, Gary Trent off the bench. He's as still two. this team's deep, you know. So it's a deep it's a deep team. Then you've got Anthony Simmons. I really like it. I really like them. I just don't know. They're not better than the Lakers. They're not no. better than the Clippers.
1: I think they're better than Denver now.
0: That's it's it's a hard question. It's hard for me to answer that because Denver, everyone writes him off. But who's on that team gonna guard Jokic?
1: No, I know that, but I think because Jokic think... is the
0: best center in the league. I don't care, he's better than Joel Embiid. Yeah,
1: better no, I know that. But I think AD is the center. Then AD is the best center in the
0: league. Yeah, that, that's yeah exactly. But it's like saying like you put it's like saying you put Lebron at the, at the four. Of course, he's gonna be a better player, you know, because you can just burn all these players. But you know, I'm, I just don't, I just don't know. I, it's a, it could, it could be, but I don't think they're better than the Lakers, Clippers. No, I don't think. I, I don't, I can't say they're better than the Nuggets. I just can't right now. But I, you know, I thought
1: the Nuggets lost some depth, so I think that yeah, could, that could kill depth. them in that they sense. They did lose some depth, but I do. And if CJ McCollum can step up this year, then there's the definitely. the players
0: they lost the Nuggets, so they lost Jeremy Green, who was a good, he was nice. But then you can plug Porter Junior in there, and then you got Will Barton come back. Would you pay? Would you pay Jeremy Grant twenty million a oh, year? I
1: wouldn't. I'd, I wouldn't Not not million. not 20 mil, but maybe not twenty mil. Is. I
0: pay him twelve. Well, I wouldn't pay him twenty. The Pistons paid him twenty. They're crazy, but yeah, no, I I, I still think they'll be good. I yeah, would really
1: no. Rate and uh, if you had anyone to be a loser in the in this free agency this year, who would it be?
0: Kings, because you look at the seven, to ten seed. You can be a seven, to ten seed. You didn't really sign a heap of players. You lost Bogdan, so who's gonna fill his spot now? You have you have you have Buddy Hill, at Harrison Barnes, so you'll probably start them at Buddy at the two, Barnes at the three, four men, I don't know who their four men is. No. Nah. They have Bagley. What's he been doing? He's done nothing right now. You know, he's right now he's been a f he's been a flop. But when I say a flop, like a draft flop, like he's not a flop of a person, but you know, he hasn't I mean not a what's what's the what's the name? Bust bust. He's been a bust. So he hasn't done anything right now. I still need to see what they do. You know, I don't think they... I think they could have taken a couple of steps to being, to being a winner, to being a loser. Also, Orlando, I don't think they did anything. You know, I think they, they won't make it. They won't, I don't think they'll make the out. No. I have Atlanta better than them. I probably have Charlotte better than them. You know? So I don't think... I think they're two teams that lost. I think they're both teams that are just stuck in where they are. You know, they're not good enough to make the playoffs, but they're not bad enough to be you know to, to tank what are they going to do their team's like oh could they take that step but they never do I think they're losers I think uh, the yeah.
1: Houston Rockets
0: I think well this is the thing right you signed DeMarcus to, and then who else did you and Christian you Wood Christian Wood if if Westbrook and Hardham want to be there that's a pretty decent team yeah it's still a decent if team if DeMarcus Cousins and going to be 70% of what he is mate that's probably that's probably an all star yeah, it's or if not, it's
1: a it's a great player, still a great player. But I think yeah, the way the way it's looking, Harden and Westbrook don't want to be there, and it's just going to be one train wreck of a season.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't, I think if the if the Nets get him, game over. Nets win the series. let's win the Nets win the finals. They don't fit the greatest, but they have got three best players, three of the top ten players I'll say, top fifteen. When Kyrie's on, he's top ten, top fifteen. You know, he's proven that in the finals. KD's the second best player. And then Harden's probably top five, top six, you know. So that's going to be tough, hard to beat. They'll still have Jodhra Jordan, Jared Allen. They'll probably have to give up Jared Allen, Karis Levert, uh Spencer Dinwiddie, a couple first-round picks. But you still got DJ. You've still got all these players. So if that happens, you know, that's a good, good pick-up for the Nets. But I think the Nets are still the best team in the East right now. Yeah. I think that they did a couple, couple of good signings, but a couple like under, under the... Under the uh, under the radar moves like getting Landry Shamet. He's a he's a good proven three and D shooter. He'll fit well with KD. Resigning Joe Harris. Resigning Joe. you paid overs for him, but he will be a good player because you could you play KD at the four, right? Or you play KD at the at the five. Really, you know, you can just play him, you know. And then you have Joe Harris, who's just a sniper with with Kyrie. I wouldn't mind them seeing re-signing Jamal Crawford because he's he's, he's a bad, he 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 knows how to play the game and he can be good for. Uh, KD and Kyrie, just check them sometimes. I like the Steve Nash signing. A bit of a Phoenix reunion in Steve. Yeah. Brooklyn. They've got... Stoudemire. Steve Nash coach, D'Antoni assistant, and you've got Stoudemire as an assistant. I think, I think um, D'Antoni will be a really good assistant because he can just really go out and just run that offense. Imagine KD and Kyrie playing the offense back for Phoenix 7 Oh, yeah. Mate, that's going to be unstoppable. So you know. I, I think Brooklyn's still the best team in the East right now, on paper. The Heat's still, for me, the best team, like they play as a team. But on paper, the Nets are pretty good. They didn't really have to do anything. I think they're pretty set, honestly. If they can get Harden, you do it, obviously. But I don't think you have to do it. No. Nah. If you can get in for unders, if you then can Then definitely paper, go, go for it. Then you do it, 100%. If you give up Karis LeVert, Spencer Dinwiddie, and Jared Allen for him, I'd do it because you still got, uh, you still got. He plays the two now, Harden. So yeah, you, there's no point in having uh, a LeVert. He won't play that many minutes. No, exactly. Spencer didn't You can go get a backup point. Someone will want to go play there, and then you still got Joe Harris at the three or four. You can play Caddy at the four. You know, I reckon you play Caddy at the four, and then you have DJ at the five. Yeah, you
1: definitely. There's, there's, I by far, I think they're the team that's coming first in the East for me.
0: Yeah, and I think they'll, 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 they'll really see. You. I think they'll make. Giannis, leave the Bucks. That's how good I think they are. Yeah.
1: Well, as soon as KD comes back, it's just going to be unstoppable.
0: Yeah, mate. They'll be they'll be so hard to beat, and I think Steve Nash is the right coach. Definitely. People are like oh, you know. Well, he
1: worked guys, a lot with KD. KD has people, high praise a lot
0: with him. Put the race card out. I was just like, he's just the best coach available. Like, it doesn't matter what color of race you are. You know, honestly, like a lot of people like Steve and a said something. I think was him, and I was just like. Look, I understand where you're coming from, but he's a very smart brain. Yeah, oh, he's one a of the very smart, one brain. of the highest IQ guys in the league. You know, and if KD and Kyrie want him, then oh, yeah, you do it. You know, you do it. You know, you, you do it because you know they're the two best players on the team, and they want to win. They don't want to be there to just walk around, you know, and just have a good couple of regular seasons. They want to win the chip. No, yeah. You know, and wouldn't you wouldn't you love to see the Lakers versus Brooklyn? Yeah, how good would that you know, be? How good would that be? That'd be great, you know. There could be another championship in New York, not for the Knicks, but for Brooklyn. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I really rate the Steve Nash hiring, but yeah, I think that's going to wrap us up. Yeah,
1: yeah, I, I think, think we've covered what, everything.
0: I think we covered everything on the the free agency. I think, yeah, I think right now, who's going to be in the? Right, so we'll look at it before the season gets super started. We'll have another podcast before that, but right now, you just look: one team from the East, one team from the West. Who's coming out? If Lakers, the, if, the, if the rosters have stayed like this, Lakers, they won't, but they yeah,
1: Lakers, and I'll just I'd I'd like to see Brooklyn. I just like to see KD and LeBron go at it.
0: Yeah, I think that's the I think that's the safe choice, but I think it's the right choice too. I'd go that too. If it's not the Nets, it'll be the Heat for me. Again. Yeah, if it's not the Nets, I just don't head. see
1: anyone else. The, I don't see the Bucks making it. I no. just yeah, there's no other team really apart from the Heat and the Nets. All
0: right, another question before we go, because now now get getting rolling. If the if Giannis has not for the Bucks, where's he going? Because there's three teams I think that he could move.
1: Yeah, so I think he's going either to the Heat, yep, the Warriors, yep, or the Lakers.
0: I would say Raptors.
1: Yeah, I, I'm I like putting the in I'm there. putting the Lakers out there because old well, mate AD ain't signing his contract until he knows what AD um Giannis is true
0: is doing. True. Also, steady Fred Freddie, he got paid. He really deserved that four years oh, yeah. ago. And that, that contract actually is kind of like a poison pill contract. Because it actually works next year in the favour because they can go out and try to sign a free agent. Mm. I really rate that signing. So, mean, they did lose Gasol and Barker, but they got Chris Boucher there and they re-signed uh, and they signed Aaron Bain. So I think they didn't lose a heap. But yeah, I think that's we wrapped everything up there. Alright guys, so thanks for listening to the podcast. I hope you had a, a great listen. We'll come back with a NBA season preview in the coming weeks. But make sure you like, share, subscribe. We're on Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Spotify. What's the other one? Okay. Apple, Spotify, Breaker, Radio Public, Radio Public. Yeah, all right. Make sure you have a great day. Take care.